Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here, your host, and today I'm so excited to introduce you to Rob McGregor, who happens to be a really good friend of mine and a super smart guy. We went, (laughs) (laughs) you laugh. No pressure here, huh? (laughs) No pressure. Rob and I went on a motorbike trip this summer, and I got to hear more about the fascinating work that he's doing, and the penny dropped. Rob, I suddenly realized, would make for a fabulous guest on my show, Sometimes the gold you are looking for is right in front of you and you just have to open your eyes. So let me tell you a little more about this guy. Rob is an expert in conflict resolution, although I understand he's not a fan of that term, which we will come back to. I see you, Rob, going, (laughs) we'll come back to that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Rob learned early and often about how conflict and our inability to manage it affects relationships and performance. He has dedicated his life to deconstructing what attitudes, thoughts, and actions lead to conflict and what can be done to head it off so conflict resolution isn't needed. Rob is an executive coach and consultant working with senior leaders of rapidly growing companies. He's the CEO of Spirit West Management, helping companies grow to the next level and become sale ready. Leaders dealing with constant change while trying to manage their people rely on Rob to guide them through thorny situations. Rob has a bachelor's of psych master's in divinity, a certificate in conflict resolution, mediation and negotiation, and a master's in business administration. He is a PhD candidate in industrial marketing at the University of of Luleå in Sweden, where his dissertation focuses on the effect of conflict on business to business sales team. There you go. Welcome, That's Rob. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, such Anita. A, such a treat to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. And and um, I always love talking to you because I always get enthused with life in general every time I talk with you. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to continue that. Uh, yeah, that yeah. Gosh, you know, we, we have had so many good conversations over the years. They're always yeah. so rich and layered and you just have so many vast, amazing experiences, wealth of experiences from growing up and living in, you know, somewhere up north. Is it Manitoba? Winnipeg? Well, yeah, north north of Winnipeg, north, uh, northern Saskatchewan. Right, yeah. right, right. Moved around a little bit. 
Yes, you have. And then just all the experiences you've had in business and uh, your your background in uh, with the church and just like, wow, you just have so many rich experiences and you continue to educate yourself, which I think is, is so cool that you've gone back to school again and are in the process of completing your dissertation and, and getting your PhD. And I just love it. I love this, that this life journey to continue to learn and expand yourself. I find it incredibly inspiring. So it's great. It's just such an honor to have you here on my show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, learning. I found that learning is just, it's what keeps me alive. Um, yeah. It's just without it. No, I don't want answers. I want more and more questions. You know, to take a look at, at, at this universe that we live in. Yeah. We're this tiny little piece, and there's so much that we couldn't possibly know. So to shut off all of that opportunity, no, nah, I don't want to live if that's the way it is. I want to enjoy it, embrace yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did an interview yesterday, and um, the, the gentleman I interviewed, he called me a seeker. And I'm like, I mm. like that. Yeah, like I am seeking. Yeah. I'm constantly seeking and, and exploring and, and trying to dive into understand things that, you know, that are out there. There's just there's so much. There's so much to learn. There's so much to continue yeah. to expand into, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let me yeah. let's let's start with that conflict resolution thing because you did you <laughs> you stopped me once when we were talking and I think I introduced you um, as you know expert in conflict resolution. You're like whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> so explain that why why is conflict resolution not a term that you actually like using? Well, to me, there's almost a defeatism that comes into it with conflict resolution. Because um, in my studies, I've noticed that they move very quickly from talking about what conflict is to how to resolve it. And, and that's what caught my attention with, with, with the material. And I said, well, hang on for a second here. Why do we jump over the idea that people can actually manage their way through conflict? And then I started thinking, well, if they can manage their way through, that suggests there's a choice that conflict is not inevitable, uh, there's a choice. And what if we back that choice up even more? So when I see the things, the conversation starting to get heated, starting to get off track, I can go, hang on for a second here. Do I want to go into conflict or do I want to steer it back in so that you and I can share ideas and we can inspire each other and we can create something bigger and better from that, from that conversation. And so to wait for conflict resolution to clean up the mess is just, oh, it's just like the accident has happened and now you've got to bring the crew in to pick up the pieces. Too many people, me included, for so many years, either, either, either crashed into other people and created carnage or, or I was crashed into and it created carnage. And it hurts too much to be in conflict. So so let's let's up the game. Let's let's suggest that human beings are capable of more than just needing conflict resolution to come in. Hmm. I like I like that that it's a it's a choice. It always is a choice, isn't it? Well, then let's talk about time. You created something really super cool that was designed to help leaders and their teams work through the the conflict in the workplace. And when you were telling yeah. me about it, I'm like, wow, this is 
this is something that people doesn't matter if they're in the workplace or not. This is a tool I believe anybody can use in their life just to step into that best version of who they are. And you you mm-hmm. call it uh, the the who and what tools. Can you walk yeah. us through what the what the who and what tools are? Well, the who and the what tools are simple ways to decipher what is actually going on. Okay, so you remember I said that that um, back the choice up and to just say that and not have any, well, how do I do that? Just doesn't make sense. And, and, and I experienced too many things in my life where people said, well, this is what you got to this is what you got to do. And I'd say, well, how do I do it? And they couldn't tell me. And so in all of the work that I've done with my wife, Lorraine, who is my business partner in Spirit West Management, we've always looked to make sure that we explain the what, but also the how. Okay, and that ties right in with the with the um, with the who and the what tools, as you call them, or I I call them houses. And there are people that live in the what house. Okay, and the what house is where the issues exist. Okay, and it's it's a good cognitive process, a thinking process to explore and to ask questions, to get curious. And it's a wonderful place to be because when when I'm getting curious, I find out more about what you have to offer, what you bring to the table. And if you reciprocate with curiosity, then we really start to inspire each other and great things happen. I mean, that's that's one of the things I like about your your your. Um, your podcast that you do is you're doing exactly that. You're looking for conversations so you could be inspired. So other people can be inspired or sort of the person who's talking to you, we can be inspired so that the people who are watching can be inspired. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You talk about the, what you ask the question. So the what house is where all of that really good interaction happens. The who house is where fear comes in and the perception of being threatened comes in. And I spent my mo- most of my life operating on fear, either either being fearful and running from it or using fear to push on other people to get them to cooperate with me. And I didn't realize that all they were doing was complying. They weren't cooperating. They were complying because there was a threat that I was putting out there. So I try to to offer myself the opportunity to more quickly look at it and say, well, hang on, is this a who house thing or is this a what house? If I'm focusing on the issue, it's the what house and that's where the good stuff lives. If I'm focusing on the person as, well, that's a stupid idea, mm. uh, that focuses on the person and that takes it into something different. With with all the different experiences that I've had, I remember one when I was learning how to preach, becoming when I was doing my master's of divinity, they taught us how to how to how to how to preach. And there was a joke that um, if your point is weak, talk loudly. <laughs> so you're up there doing a sermon and you got a weak point, you yell louder. Well, if you take a look in the political arena, what happens when somebody's getting hit on their agenda or on their, their what they're saying? Somebody will yell in with, that's a stupid idea, or boo, or you're a fraud, you're a fake. All of this personal criticism comes in. That's the stuff we want to stay away from. But we didn't have the tools. We didn't have the language to say, well, what is this? And so we would get pulled into that because Mm -hmm. if someone goes to the who house, if someone attacks me, 
my response needs to be, hmm. So what was the issue we were talking about before that happened? And then I've got, then I've got, I'm in my own power and I can determine how I go forward and, and how I am in the situation. If I go into the who house, if it's their house, they started the attack and I to try to defend it. I give my power to them and they control me. Right. And too much of my life I spent walking in there and wondering what happened. So I developed this who and what house houses to try and give people an opportunity for something that's not complicated. It's really simple. Just is this a who? Are we talking about people and the personal aspect? Are we talking about the what? The issue at hand. Yeah, I, I love the, the simplicity of it. And I think that's really key. So are there are there some like some indicators or cues that we can remind ourselves of that if we are in a conflict situation that we can go, wait a minute, you know, what what are the what are the indicators that we can mm -hmm. grab onto that will tell us that we're what house we're in? I think one big indicator is emotions. And we're we're as human we as human beings are not taught how to handle emotions. Okay, and so a lot of people try to stuff down their emotions. Well, when I stuff down my emotions, it's like a little kid that I'm ignoring. They'll say, Rob, and if I don't pay attention, they go, Rob. And if I still don't pay attention, then they blow them to get my attention. Emotions are the same way. Emotions are information. That's all they are. But we're taught to not know how to deal with them, what to do with them. And mm -hmm. so we get lost in them. So as soon as my emotions start to come up, what I want to do is I want to go, oh, I noticed that I'm having a reaction. I don't have to name what the emotion is. I'm having a reaction. As soon as I do that, I slow the process down. And in conflict resolution circles, they used to talk about anger mountain. That is, you go up anger mountain, you go down in terms of cognitive functioning, your ability to think through the mm. process. And that is so true. But what comes before anger is either hurt or fear. Right. And so if I open myself up to I will get to have emotions and the emotions are trying to help me to understand something. So if my fear comes up, I'll look at it and go, oh, I notice I'm nervous about something. What am I nervous about? And then I have to then I can look at it and say, is this a real threat? Or is it just me telling myself, well, I don't know what to do with this. Mm -hmm. okay. So the emotions are the, are, the, are, the, are the key piece to it. I guess there's another part of just thinking this through as we're talking. I guess another part of it is if I'm in that cognitive space, that good functioning thing, if I name what I'm doing, I'm more likely to be able to stay with it. And so you and I are talking, we're having that great discussion. I want to do, wow, I really love that we're getting curious with each other. Because that reinforces what it is that we're doing and helps us to be there. I can also then, when the emotion starts to come up, when I start all of a sudden to go into this who house, I can go, well, hang on for a second here. What, what state was I in before? Oh, I was being curious. Oh, yeah, that's in the what house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get back to that. Hmm. Okay, that's uh, okay. I, so I, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there, isn't there? There is a lot there, and it, it's good. I, I I think I've got it. Um, so naming the naming the emotion, like taking basically taking a pause, and yeah. when instead of just reacting, pausing, 
um, understanding what's going on with yourself and then getting curious. Curious, is it curious about why am I triggered by what he said? Or is it curious about why he did, why he said what he said? Um, yes. (laughs) Just curious. I want to go back to, to the word. Um, you said understanding. I would suggest that understanding in the moment is too much to expect. Okay. I can't understand. Noticing. Yeah. Noticing is all you have to do is to go, Oh, something shifted. Right. I've done this in the middle of really, really difficult situations with with um, um, owners of companies where they're 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 ready to come to blows with each other, and I was expected to manage that whole process to keep it safe to help them move forward, and just by saying, "Oh, guys, hang on for a second, I noticed something just shifted. What? What? Anybody know what it was?" And that was enough to pull people back from the edge of jumping over the cliff into into confrontation and to go, oh, yeah, I noticed something, too. And then somebody else will say, I didn't notice anything. What did you notice? Hmm. And the discussion has changed and it's gone back into a cognitive process instead of an emotional process. So if I just notice and speak it. So whether I speak it to my own self in my head or I speak it out loud, right. either way. I really like that. Thank you for clarifying that because sometimes I feel like I'm, I have an emotion and I'm bothered that I don't understand why I'm so upset oh, yeah. by something. And it yeah. almost makes it worse because I want to I understand why I'm bothered by this. But what yeah. you're saying is just noticing that something shifted inside is enough yeah. enough to start with and it yeah, kind of absolutely. takes the pressure off and you can just step back for a sec and and look at it and yeah potentially yeah. have a conversation with others in the room if you want to bring that up but i really like that thank yeah. you yeah well and and i think that that um do it in a safe setting if you're going to say it out loud mm-hmm. make sure you're in a reasonably safe setting so if if you're talking to your significant other that's usually a pretty safe setting yeah so to say well i I, I just noticed something shifted in me. They could that'll allow a timeout from the from the from the screaming rush that was happening to go for that person to go, oh, what happened? <laughs> and everybody gets shifted in that. If you in a in a situation where somebody is trying to to steal your power, um, I would suggest that you have the the dialogue internally. Okay. And and people I'm I'm cautious that 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 somebody who's in an abusive situation will 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 suggest, well, I noticed something shifted in me. And the abuser will use that to take control of them, to power down on them. So I'm really concerned with that. So be safe. Say it in your head if that's the only safe place to say it. And when you do that, you disengage from what's happening out there and it gives you a chance of keeping yourself safe. Right. What a powerful tool and so simple. It does take awareness. It does take awareness and intention. Mm -hmm. But we all have that ability just to notice that something's shifted and just pause, take a pause. Yeah, yeah. And and, um, in terms of the normal realm, people are aware. They notice things. Mm -hmm. Like if if one exercise that I've done with, with people is to say, okay, everybody in the room, shut your eyes. And tell me what color 
are the walls in the room that you're in? And a whole bunch of people know. And and so I go through a series of things until everybody has identified something that they noticed, you know, the, what color shirt they're wearing, um, who's sitting next to them. And I say, well, how did you notice that thing? Because then that means you weren't paying attention to what I was talking to you about. Well, no, I'm able to see these things and pay attention. Yes, absolutely. And so to to name that and to remind people that you are taking, we, every single person is taking in countless amounts of information Mm. constantly. And so what I can do is I can give myself permission to notice that something's going on in me, in me. And if I start my day with saying, I'll notice me too, then the information comes up as well. Mm. But it comes up in a strong way, not in a scared way, in a strong way. Right. And we all... Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. So, if you're going into, say, a potentially um, challenging situation, like you're you're going into, yeah. say, a board meeting, or your or even your your partner, you you've got a conflict that something's happening. You can actually, before going into that meeting, you can say that to yourself. You can say, "Okay, I'm going to notice. I'm going to go yeah. into this meeting. I'm going to go into this." time with this person noticing what's going on with me yeah, and have that yeah. intention right from the beginning. And that can set you up to make sure you make the choice to go into the what house instead of the who house, sort of setting yeah. you up for having yeah. Yeah. potentially more success. Yeah. And, and when we, when we do stray and go into the who house, which we always do, I, I do too. Yeah. Um, it's something that when I'm I suddenly lo- realize that I'm lost in the who house, I can go, okay, what did I what did I want to do today? What did I want from this conversation? Yeah. And and that'll that'll stall all the influences of the who house, right. and it'll help me to get back into the what house, right? Because what I wanted to do today is a what house thing. Yeah. So in right. in the the who house is is full of emotion, isn't it? Like it's full of it is. fear, anxiety, blame, frustration. It's all those sort of yeah. negative, uh, negative yeah. emotions. Yeah, and you said blame, and the outcome blame comes from other people. Sometimes we blame ourselves, but I think blame usually comes from outside, and it creates shame in us. Right. Okay, and so shame is the is the prevalent piece because if i go into the who house and i'm supposed to know all this stuff shame tries to take over and keep me there yeah okay yeah all right um so in the in the who house feeling um shame feeling defensive maybe yeah how do we how do we move if we are in the who house and we're feeling all the feels, mm-hmm. how do we get mm-hmm. out of the who house and into the okay. what house? All right. By asking a simple question. So what were we talking about before I went into all this? So asking the, the person or the people you're talking to, what is yeah. the issue? What yeah. is yeah. the issue? But what if yeah. they, they come back and say, well, the issue is you. You messed up. You screwed up on that job or you didn't do what you said you were going to do. So they're well, firm, would, they are firmly in the in the who house, and you're trying to get out of the what house. But if you got somebody that is pointing and trying to blame you, yeah. then that's that. I would think that would be really hard to 
to move it on. Is, it is very hard to do. And and the key piece that you said in there, um, I think you said, um, what was the issue? What was the job we were doing to go back to that? Okay. And so when they go, well, I know, um, I know the issue and the issue is you, you go, okay, that's one perspective. Mm-hmm. And, if, and what else could it be? So that every time you introduce the word what, you're inviting to go back over to this cognitive function. Okay. Okay. So remove it from an individual or people, and let's just go back to what it is that is the problem. So I'm, I'm just what gonna... is what it is that's the issue. What is the issue? Okay, and and again, I'll I'll try and stay away from. I'm a stickler for words, and so I try to to suggest to people pay attention to the words you use because if you if you if you uh, call it a problem, that's a, that's an opportunity for somebody who's in the in the who house is to say, yeah, you're the problem. Okay. Whereas if you say, what's the issue? Well, that's a neutral term. Problem that's is good. loaded. Issue is neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how about when we're dealing, when we truly are dealing with an individual who is is the issue, where they're just yeah. wanting to undermine you constantly, or they're they're not willing to step out of the who house? Okay, so then what you're talking about it could be attitude, could be performance. Yeah. Okay, so if it's an employee that I have that people keep complaining about. They keep on, this employee keeps on attacking me and, and it's not safe and, and I don't feel comfortable and I don't want to deal with that person. So I'm dealing with the person and I'm saying, okay, we need to talk about your communication processes. And I'm hoping that it's a communication issue. And as we're going through, we'll, we'll explore more as to what it would be. So the context is that when an issue um, starts to get tough, um, the pattern in communication that I've noticed you use is that you uh, move into focusing on the person that you're discussing the issue with. And I want to let you know that that's not okay. If that's an emotional thing and that's something for you to handle, what I know you're good at is, is getting really hard on the issue. Be nice on the people part, but be really hard on the issue. And so bring that ability to drill in back mm. over here to the what, and let's get back to it. It's a performance issue. Mm. I'm not saying to the person, you're rude, you're, you're inappropriate. I'm not using all of those loaded words that just increase the, the fear for that person and will cement them in that, in that who place. Mm-hmm. And, and the way we're taught to, I'm going to say this intentionally, the way we're taught to bungle differences of opinion, difference of any kind is, is that's what I'm trying to work against in our society. I'm trying to say to human beings, yes, you are capable and competent of having intelligent issue focused conversation. Mm -hmm. You just need the right tools Mm -hmm. and the tools need to be simple because it really is a simple thing. Do I go into attacking people? Or do I stay focused on the issue? That's the choice that yeah. you're making. Yeah. Again, I really like the simplicity of it. And what I'm what I'm really getting out of this is that I, as individuals, 
I believe we need to work on ourselves primarily to make sure that we are in firmly in the what house and try instead of trying yeah. instead of trying to grab people and pull them over into the what house first work on making sure you yeah. are there and you're and yeah. you are operating from that place yeah yeah and it's it's the it's the old adage of um don't do as i do do as i say yeah and and when that happens no you you don't persuade people to yeah. do it differently you influence them yeah. you treat them with respect you offer them the opportunity you can say hey you know what i know you've got a really good perspective on this and i really want to understand it so can we lose all the stuff that's 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 kind of the people stuff can we leave all of that behind can we just focus on what the issue was i really want to hear your things mm-hmm. your perspectives and and um, I, I guess some good things came out of conflict resolution training that I did. They said, remember, you have two ears and one mouth. Act accordingly. Okay, yeah. so to invite people to to help me to understand what it is they're suggesting, what they're saying. But I also might have to clarify and say, okay, so I'm acknowledging what you're saying. I'm interested in that, but that doesn't mean I necessarily agree with you. That That's a further discussion. Right now, I want to I want to try to understand as best I can where you're coming from, what you're suggesting, what it's about. Imagine on the world stage if if that was happening now, you know, countries invading countries. No, mm-hmm. going in and saying, "Hey, we got a problem here," and this is what the problem is, and the other people saying, "Oh, tell me more about that." Yeah, that as curious, opposed to, please? yeah. Yeah, being really curious, and we can do that. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious uh, when you're working yeah. with uh, with leaders, and I know you go in uh, all over around the world. You are you are talking to uh, leaders and uh, of uh, companies. Are they receptive to this idea of them having to be firmly planted in the in the Watt House, or are they are they also are they saying it's my employees that need to to get over here? Well, there's there's always some of that happening. And so if I'm a decent coach, then I can help them to go, oh, that's interesting. What house do you think that was in? When they uh, go to, oh, it's my employees. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, good. Yeah. So, okay. So, so it's, a, it's, yeah, so it, it's a simple and it's a fun way to, yeah. to identify the issues as opposed to yeah. be saying, well, actually, you're, you shouldn't say that. You, I don't scold them. Yeah. I ask them the question so that they can look at it themselves. And I've had some tough nuts. I've had some people who, who didn't want to let go of the herd. And so I've had to say, okay, you know, maybe there's some other work you need to do to mm. deal with that hurt that's that's built up over the years of you guys working together. Um, but that that has to be done over there. That's your issue and you have to deal with it. But that person was involved in it too. Yeah, but it was your reaction to mm-hmm. what they did that you want to pay attention to, not what they did, because you can't change them. But then I'm also saying to that person, so I noticed that we there's a pattern here that at a certain point, you stop talking about the issue and you start focusing on that person. What do you think that's like for him? Mm-hmm. And they go, what? Well, what do you think it's like? Because you come across pretty strongly. Yeah, you're a pretty, pretty intense person. You come across strongly. So what do you think it's like to be on the receiving end of that? And so, again, I'm not telling them don't do this. I'm asking them to walk around the circle. So here's their behavior, and here's where they're seeing it from. What does it feel like on this side, do you think? Mm -hmm. And when people start to consider 
something other than their emotional barrage, then all of a sudden things change. It's kind of like the difference between um, what people will say to your face and what they'll say on social media. Mm -hmm. If I don't have to look you in the eye, I think I don't have to take responsibility for my, I don't have to be accountable for my words. But if I'm looking at someone and I'm going to call them all sorts of horrible things, for most of us, that's pretty hard thing to do. Yeah. You know? Hmm. So if we have tools to be able to question what's happening, to bring it out into the open, to shine a light on it so we can see what's actually there. Yeah. So the question that we you want to keep coming back to with yourself is just a simple one. And it's like, what house am I in? What house am I in right now? You know, where am I? Well, I, I yeah, I, I go even I go even simpler than that, because I want to get us back to the house, the, the what house. And so what I what I try to suggest to people is just stick with. the. So what was the issue where we decided we would talk about? Yeah, let's, let's go. Could somebody refresh me on that? Because I seem to have lost track on it. Yeah. And so you're coming back to the what? Okay. I want to throw another piece in though that might that 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 is important. And it can be a complication unless it's clearly understood. And that's the how. Okay? And the how is I call it the 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 slippery slope to the who house. Mm. Because what you and I will talk and say, well, let's go on a motorcycle trip. And say, yeah, yeah, motorcycle trip would be great. All right, super. Um, well, uh, let's go to Alaska. Whoa, that's crazy. No, we don't want to. Oh, we're in the who house. Okay, so we, we moved really quickly from, yeah, a motorcycle trip to Alaska to, well, that's a crazy idea. So we went, boom, okay. over on it. Yeah. The reason is because we didn't do enough questioning. We didn't say, okay, motorcycle trip. Um what kind of time frames involved with it? Oh, that's part of the what? How long will our motorcycle trip be? We've got four days. Okay, Alaska's off the table. A solution that I threw into the whole thing all of a sudden is pushed away because it's irrelevant to our discussion. People jump to solutions before they've clearly defined the what. Hmm. Okay? We want to go and live in Portugal. Hmm. Great. And so we decide, and yeah, we're going to go and boom, boom, boom. And, and all of a sudden, we're coming back in six months. And I kind of then accidentally, we run during a conversation where we go, So uh, you want to come back in six months? No, I thought you wanted to come back in six months. No, I don't want to come back in six months. Well, neither do I. Oh, so you put a how without looking at it and saying, Okay, we just put a time frame on this thing. How does that help or hinder? The what that we want. Well, we want to go to Portugal. We didn't say anything about time frame there. We need to discuss the time frame. Oh, we don't have a time frame. We're on an open gap. Oh, what does that do for us? What does that open up? So if you find yourself arguing about solutions, you haven't find you haven't defined the what strongly enough. Okay, and the solutions that are the how. Yeah. The the how so if you're arguing about the solutions, you're arguing about the how you're going to do something or not do something, then yeah. you have not defined the what enough. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. And the how is where it gets off. Well, that's a stupid idea. Well, that wasn't very nice. Why do you attack me? Right. And, and now it, suddenly you're in the who house. Yes. Yes. Ah, so yeah. if you're finding that it's, it, well, I was just trying to offer an idea. 
You want to go, oh, idea, that's a solution, that's a how. Okay, so <sighs> help me to understand which which issue the how addresses, because I don't see where it fits. So go back to Alaska. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. Oh, okay, it's a dream for you to go to Alaska. Did you necessarily think on motorcycles? No. I just every time I think about a trip, I think Alaska as my first choice. Oh, okay, so you're trying to get a solution for your desire to go to Alaska, and you haven't found a way to do it yet. Okay, here are some parameters that we bring in. Now what do you think? No, Alaska's out of the picture. And so I don't have to be told that's a stupid idea. I can be shown that it's a solution that's not for the right issue that we're talking about. Right. I just had a a bit of an aha moment for okay. what I'm doing all the time in my relationships. I'm I'm the solution finder. <laughs> you know, yeah. Always, I'm always pitching solutions, you know, before yeah. I even really know what the what is, you know, and I know yeah, it drives yeah. my and drives Tom, my husband nuts and my daughter. And she's like, Mom, I just want to tell you what's going on. I don't want the solution. <laughs> and I, yeah. I now realize that I'm I am contributing to creating conflict because I'm pulling I'm trying to I'm trying to find that the the solutions t- way too soon um, before fully understanding the the what the issue so that's but, so you know, interesting. Anita this is one of the things I love about you <laughs> is because you're willing to take information in and you're willing to try it on yourself before you push it out to other people or even in the process of sharing it with other people and so what you give is an example of when you get information, you don't go to the who house and try and shut it down or pretend that you, you, Oh, I got, no, I don't have to worry about that. You go to the what of exploring and learning more about it and seeing how you can use it effectively in your life. That's really cool. That's the model of what we're talking about. Awesome. Well, thank you for that validation. (laughs) (laughs) And I see how I, 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 I'm on that slippery slope sometimes, um, especially yeah. with the the close my close family members. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, and okay. and our habits we usually push across all over the place. And I've got mine too. That where yeah. the areas where I fall down yeah. in too. Yeah. But the, the 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 wonderful thing about this, and what I've always tried to find in the work that I've done in my life, is to not focus on the what not to do. But to come up with, okay, what could I do? Yeah. What could I do? Yeah. 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 After fully exploring the issue. (laughs) That's what I'm taking away from this is that we got to fully explore the issue before we we dive into any kind of solutions. Okay. So let me throw something out on that because a lot of people will have heard that and gone, oh, we're going to be never doing anything and never get anything done. So you do is trial closes. Say that again. Trial close. Trial so, close. Explain yeah, that. So you've you've talked and talked and talked about things, and people are kind of going, um, uh, I don't know what else there is to talk about. Okay, so what if we shut down here um, and moved on to solutions? What do you think that would be like? And some people go, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. And somebody say, no, I'm not ready to do that. Okay, then you can go, so what's missing for you? Get curious again, as opposed uh, to going, oh, come on. Like, uh, yeah. And off they go in the who house. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the it's not about doing this forever. It's about it's about 
making sure you look around enough to be able to say, yeah, okay, we can confidently move forward. And if we get new information, what are we going to do? We'll come back and take another look at it. Anybody got a problem with that? There'll be some people who want to finish it off and get moving forward, uh, but they also start to recognize that a little bit more exploration actually helps you get better solutions for the issue that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so those people will bite their tongue a little bit and 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 not try to close the discussion down. I'm talking about my wife now. She loves to close it down and let's move on. But she's learned and she says all the time that when she engages with me to explore a little bit more beyond what she would like to, she always finds that we come up with a better solution than what we had and what she yeah. thought we had initially. Right. I love yeah. that. That's so great. Okay, I've got one last question for you. Okay. I want to know how you stay grounded and focused so you can stay in, in the Watt house. And, and maybe we've already addressed it, addressed that, but I feel like it's worth really kind of polishing that a little bit. Like, how do we stay yeah. in the Watt house? Yeah. Well, I've got a combination of things. Um, my, my usual mantra is, I'm okay. And that's that I approve of myself as a human being. I'm a human being. And so I have to remind myself that I am okay. And all sorts of things in my childhood told me I wasn't. And so a million times a day, I need to be saying to myself, I'm okay. And sometimes I can even step it up and say, I actually approve of me. See, even with that, it was hard to say it. I actually approve of me. I had to put mm, a, an adjective actually, in there. Yeah. So, yeah, I approve of me. Mm-hmm. is this clean statement, but that's sometimes hard for me to say. So I go to the I'm okay piece. My wife is a human doing. She gets her value from what she does in the world. Mm-hmm. And if she acknowledges herself for what she's done throughout the day, she's got energy to like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And she performs better and better and better. Okay. So um, for me, it's not what I do, it's why I do it. It's because this is the person I choose to be. So I have to remind myself of that constantly. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the over that's the that's the foundational mantra. And just recently I've been I've been um uh playing with wording to say I choose to be in the what house. And so I'll say that to myself going into an or into a, a meeting or whatever, coming into this, I could have gotten very, very nervous about this conversation, which would have been me in the who house that there's something wrong with me. I'm feeling threatened, but I went to, what do I know? I know that Anita and I have really good conversations. I know that this is her podcast and she'll take the conversation where she wants to take it and I will be able to contribute. So all of that's in the what house, and that helped me to ground so that when I sat down, I was comfortable. I love what you're talking about, and that that takes it beyond conflict resolution with other people. It's about just yeah. settling yourself into who you are and yeah. and being comfortable with any situation that you're going to be putting yourself into. So you are choosing, yeah. I'm going to be in the what house and not... Yeah and not yeah. allow stress, anxiety, fear, whatever it is to take hold because yeah. those emotions are in the who house. Yeah. And, you, and, and, and I, I want to present yeah. one more thing. You also, yeah. you got, found that grounding by, uh, by 
clarifying, not clarifying, that's not the right word, but, but I, de- I guess identifying who you're meeting with, be, me, you have this relationship, you know what we're, we're doing, yeah. uh, and you feel be, by putting words to that, it helped to, to settle you and prepare you for this, this yeah. Yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, so I noticed, I noticed the temptation to be anxious. Yeah. And I recognized it, I noticed it, I I gave it information. And it would because I noticed it, it was willing to listen to what I had to say to it. And so when I said all of these things, it was able to turn itself down because it the the nervousness, the anxiety, if that's what it was, um, became confident that I was noticing and paying attention and that I would manage myself. Mm-hmm. And so it could turn itself down. That's like when the little kid comes up to you and says, Anita, you go, hey, yeah, what, what's happening? Can you just give me a second? And you, you might rub their back a little bit. Just give me a second, okay, because I have to finish off here. And, and I'll be right to you, okay? All right. And you keep your hand there to connect with them. And you finish what you're doing. And then you go back to them and say, hey. Mm-hmm. So that's the process I did internally. I love it. Hmm. Very cool. You know, it's really neat. I've, I've, uh, I'm, I love having people on my show that I believe the work that they're doing is contributing to, to harmonizing humanity, basically, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where, and everybody is doing something different towards that, that goal. And I see the work that you're doing is plays a role in that harmonizing mm-hmm. humanity by teaching us to, to get grounded and step into the Watt house so we can make choices that are aligned with our higher self and the, and the greater, the greater good for all. And I think it's really, really powerful work that you're doing. And I'm really excited about it. Thank you. I'm glad you brought in that greater good for all, because as you were talking, I've had thoughts on this before, but I hadn't really crystallized them. But as you were talking, I thought that it's not just about the human interaction with humans. It's about the human interaction with everything. Mm-hmm. And so nature, if you look at what's happening with our planet right now, mm-hmm. if people brought the who and the what and the how into the discussion, they would they would more easily be able to sit around the table and have the conversations to the point where they have doable solutions instead of people pulling and running. Yeah. Um, I just read this morning that the the feds pulled out of the health um, talks with the provinces. If they had had the who and the what house and the how connector in those meetings, they could have stayed at the table until they came up with mm-hmm. things that were workable because they would be in challenge mode which is inspiration as opposed to threat mode which is i might not get enough and you are the bad guy yeah so i think it's i think it's in everything we do it's it i'm i'm i don't want to sound fanatical about this who and what house but i'm i'm looking at it i'm experimenting with it and saying how far can it go to changing things and i think that that it shifts our Maybe our brain chemicals, I don't know. It, it, it brings out more of the, what is it, ser- what's the, the, the feel-good yeah, serotonin? It brings out more of that <laughs> yeah. because we're not, we're not sitting in that fight-or-flight stance yeah. anymore because we, we're capable, competent, cognitive 
human beings. Yeah. Well, imagine our world if we had world leaders who were operating from from the the what house instead of the who. Yeah, world leaders and and house leaders and and business leaders and school leaders and And leaders of self. I mean, it's it's got to start with ourselves, right? Like, and we we can do this work and and firmly plant ourselves in the what house. Yeah, starts. Well, there's. Yeah, and the, in my studies, I've seen there's intergroup relation um, conflict. So two groups fighting. There's intragroup within the group they're fighting, and then there's intrapersonal conflict. And so many f- people are fighting their own demons, and they don't have a way to deal with it. And and while I'm not suggesting that this in itself is a new therapeutic model, I'm suggesting that if 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 the people who are advising those folks would bring in the idea that, okay, so are you in the what house or in the who house when, yeah. when you make that comment? It gives people a way to, to simplify everything and mm-hmm. to, to get back to making good choices, intentional choices. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so great. Um, Rob, I, I want to put you on the spot a little bit right now, and I'm sorry, I should have asked you this uh, in advance. Is it possible that we could have like a, like a one sheet or something like that that just describes the who house and the what house and questions yeah. we can ask ourselves to help us get into the what house? And then I can put that up on, on the Joyful Inspired Living website that yeah. people can turn to. And then that can have your contact information on that as well. And of course, we'll put yes. your contact information on in the in the show notes but would that be cool because yeah. i really think this is yeah. a valuable tool that anybody can use in any kind of situation yeah yeah absolutely yes um um i've gone through the whole thing of ownership and all that and and i've realized that what i want is to just offer an opportunity for people uh to try something different yeah because we need we need hope in our in our in 100%. our world now yeah. we need joy in our world now we do. And the who house doesn't give joy. No, the what house does. So, the what house yeah. does. And it's yes, just- absolutely. I will get something to you, um, and we can talk about it. Um, I want to give you. I want to give you a few. Th- I'll, I'll, is a couple of pages okay? Yeah, that's that fine. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Whatever yeah. works. Yeah, it's it's got to so be I'll a PDF a t- that we that I can upload and yeah. add to my website so yeah. people can download. Yeah, I'll give you a template. If this, then do this. I'll yeah. give you that because okay. I, I've used that. I piloted this with a with an ownership group. And people who who had been at risk of physical altercations in their discussions actually used it. They got it. They they used the process, and they didn't need me anymore. And I love that. I I want to do myself out of a job because people get it. They use it. So yeah, awesome. I'll give you some of that. That'd be really great. I knew this was going to be fun. Thank you so much, Rob. I really love uh, our conversations, and I'm looking forward to more more of them. We will continue our yeah. conversations, of course, and I really appreciate you giving us some time to be on my show. Really cool. Oh, absolutely my joy. Thank you yeah. very much for inviting me. Awesome. And thank All you, right. Joyful Journeyer, for tuning in. I hope you uh, got some value out of this as much as I did. I feel like I, I had a lot of aha moments today. And uh, yeah, and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. And if you have questions, let me know. Yeah, well, it will include your your show your contact okay. information in the show okay. notes, so people can reach okay. out to you. That would be really super great. awesome. Thanks, Anita. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. 
If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.